game time. You're listening to the House League Heroes podcast with your hosts, Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby. Follow the guys on Instagram at underscore Riley Barton underscore and Tanner C-H-U-B-E-Y. I've been a bit upset about the way things have been handled since I've been hurt. There's been a little bit of a disconnect between myself and the organization. The most important thing now is to get healthy and be ready to play hockey next year, wherever that might be. Welcome to episode four of the House League Heroes podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Chuby, joined by... Riley Barton. And that quote is Sabres captain, Buffalo Sabres captain, Jack Eichel's superstar, who... Sabres just keep making headlines, and not in a good way, because... So, for those that don't know, Jack Eichel missed the last 33 games of the season with, I believe, is a herniated disc in his neck, which, not fun. I think we can all agree. That doesn't sound very good. And there was some conflict about he wanted to get surgery, but the team wasn't letting him go do it because he's under contract, and they have, you know, essentially some say in what he can do with his body, as crazy as that is, but in just in terms of contract under his contract Riley what do you think of this whole situation I I don't think it's a good look for Buffalo especially at the situation they're at right now it's like I don't like how they came out that way to Eichel clearly he's not happy with the situation but I also do understand that the team needs to be careful when they take risks in a surgery right because especially I believe they said that surgery hasn't been done on an NHL player before well and you know a lot of players after a surgery, some people don't come back the same, right? I mean, McDavid, he had that brutal injury to end the season one year, and it was the choice. They made a whole documentary on it. It was surgery or rehab, and he rehabbed it and came back the machine he is better. I don't know how he does it, but <laughs> this is a bad look for the Sabres. And we got a predictions episode today. It's what we're doing. Um, the one prediction I guess I want to start off with is what uniform is Jack Eggo wearing to start – opening night next season because it's not buffalo man i don't know there's a lot of talk a lot of teams in there i've seen like every team basically in there speculated by some someone um i know la is a decent one decent talking point right now i don't know if i'd love him there but it's definitely better than buffalo you'd have the one you'd have the one-two punch of kopitar and Ico, which would be pretty nasty yeah i've seen one team I want to pose this to you, if you're Seattle and you look at the Sabres and you say, listen, we'll take Skinner or Ocposo's contract. We, we've got all the money in the world. We'll take one of those god-awful deals that you signed if you know to bring Eichel or whatever, and that's like the pick or something. Do you do it? I think you try if you're Seattle, yeah, right? I, At least call no about it. harm in trying, especially like after this uh, expansion draft. You never know what you, you have, right? So. Because, because right now the Sabres have leverage in nothing. In nothing. Eichel, he's probably going to get the surgery, I imagine. I imagine that's what it will come out to, especially now it's been made public. Apparently he was dealing with a fractured rib at the start of the year or a rib injury of sorts. Didn't have a great year on the Sabres. He hasn't been in the playoffs yet. The Sabres are just in complete shambles right now. They have no leverage, and I think Seattle would be a neat team to try and capitalize on that. Yeah, I think that'd be an awesome situation. Great start for the franchise. So, All right, so I did want to mention, uh, now that our fantasy is 100% locked up and we have the winner, give a shout-out to Noah and Ethan for going at it in the finals. 
Just a mm-hmm. little shout out to them. This was Ethan's first ever fantasy. And really? I think his like second year of like actually watching hockey, like getting into it. So that's pretty good. And then Noah came out with the win. He's pretty happy with that's that. That's awesome. And um, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to those boys. And hopefully we can see the, the punishment that uh, <laughs> our buddy Ashton in last place has to do. Soon yes after. has that been has that been posted yet it i don't not been. I, i'm sure he's gonna take a bit to he's gonna have to practice the dance so basically um for anyone who doesn't know <laughs> last place had to do a punishment a forfeit if they they lost and we drew it out of a hat everyone gave an example of what they wanted and we ended up with uh they have to do a tiktok dance voted on by the group and they have to post it on their instagram for two days and uh we voted on wop <laughs> so yeah someone said it and it just trickled that was the one everyone picked yeah so uh our buddy's got to post that i'm sure he's uh he needs to practice a little bit before that happens but uh <laughs> i'm excited i gotta give him a follow on instagram now i can't <laughs> yeah. miss that oh good yeah so congrats noah on the win uh he did pick first overall I believe, right? He had McDavid, so yeah, he did. This is his... He's gotten McDavid the last two years, and then I, I don't know if he had him the year before, but he was in the top three. So He's the next New York Rangers of the fantasy world. <laughs> um, there was another quote we had that I wanted to talk about, another disgruntled star. You won't see me at the world. It's such a season that I can't stand a game of hockey. Now, keep in mind, this is Patrick Liney. This isn't finished, so some things might be, you know, but it's pretty... Yeah misinterpreted but it's translated to the best it can be it was an absolute miserable experience team wise and purse and personally it's just a good feeling that the season is over everything that could have go wrong went wrong uh that was patrick lining to the finnish media that's not something you want to hear from your star either no that's not great i did uh just see a report come out that said there's a few members in uh columbus that would not mind uh parting ways with line a in the off season so oh like players or staff, higher ups in the staff, organization yeah. staff yeah that's i don't know what they're gonna do there i probably best thing would be to ship their rights or give it another chance but i i don't know i think to be honest i think the blue jackets are more concerned about re-upping jones next off season because he's only got one year left and as much as we've talked about how good line a is just isn't being utilized right i think jones might be the bigger priority so disgruntled stars everywhere all over the nhl no one <laughs> wants to play hockey anymore the league's COVID's hurting it, everyone and everyone's going insane now yeah it's can you blame them it's been a long year 56 yeah. games in this world in a short condensed time yeah at, i don't i don't blame any players if they're a little tired of hockey right now yeah. Um, last thing before we get into predictions, at least on my end, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to talk about, but the Vegas Golden Knights put out a post or they put something on their website of selling West Division Championship merchandise before they had won the West. Colorado still had a game left against LA, and they knew Colorado could win the division if they won, and they still went out and put the the merchandise on the internet and well the avalanche won the president's trophy so big oof yeah that's tough oh that that hurts to see i did uh i did see something about that but i i didn't realize what it was so that, that's hilarious actually so good on vegas 
they let's see if they can make up for it with maybe Stanley Cup merch. Who yeah. knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Um, yeah, I did have one thing, and it still is relating to Vegas. The Jennings Trophy going to Flurry and Robin Leonard. That's a good win for those two. Yeah, besides that, not, not much I had to talk to besides our uh, predictions. So. I kind of hate that Vegas has them both. I'd hate <laughs> that not one of them is a clear starter. That mm-hmm. bugs me. It's a great strategy for a team, but like I wish Laner was a starter on his own team and was like the goalie a team would fall on and Flurry was that for Vegas or whatever other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, congrats to those guys. All right. So round one prediction. Now, do we want to do just round one, or do we want to go the entire playoffs? What, what are you I'll feeling? Say, I said we go round one, and then we can work our way up as uh, things start getting settled. All right. Well, I'm going to keep track of this so we okay, can look so how good. wrong we were. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are recording this on Sunday, so the Caps and Bruins played game one. The Islanders and Pens have played their first game this morning, and right now Vegas, Vegas and Minnesota are on the TV. Uh, me and Riley just discussed beforehand our predictions for – Two of the series, um, Boston and Washington and Pittsburgh and the Islanders. So there's no switching up answers here. So, Riley, we'll start with the East Division because those are the two games that have been played. Let's go with the the series that led off the playoffs this year, Boston-Washington. Who you got? Yeah, I take uh, Washington on this. Uh, I think it's going to be a really close series. Um, Probably seven games, if I'm being honest here. Washington looks like they want to win, and I think when they look like they want to win, they can beat almost anyone. So I think if they really want it, they can do it this year. That game on Saturday was great. I don't know if you watched it, but physical. I mean, Ovechkin in the first five minutes just... (laughs) I can't remember who he ran over, but he hit someone good, and it was a tight game. I think both teams looked like they wanted it. It felt like they didn't have many chances, Either way, it was pretty neutral zone-based. Both teams kind of maybe feeling each other out, and then the Caps winning Oshie with the OT winner. I picked the Bruins beforehand. I picked them in six. I just I felt that they had been buzzing a lot lately, and the biggest question mark for me with Washington was goaltending. I think everywhere else they're good. like They're evenly matched defensively, forwards, all that stuff, but... Uh, Samsonov's not playing. Van Vanacek's now hurt. And I, I looked in the net and I saw Anderson. I was like, there's no way that's Craig, is it? Yeah. And I I didn't even think Craig's, <laughs> Craig Anderson was playing in the league anymore. But mm-hmm. I just think Hall, Krejci have been really good. I mean, you have the top line of Bergeron, Pasta, and Martian. You have the back end led by McAvoy. I just, I just felt goaltending with Rask, Kalak, and Swayman, how good he's been playing. I just felt... I'm giving the edge to Boston there. Fair enough. All right, so then we can move on to the next one, Pittsburgh and the Islanders. Um, what was yours take on this? Uh, another prediction not looking so hot to start. I picked the Penguins. I said in seven games. Um, reason being, the Islanders have not beaten a playoff team in their division since March 25th, at least in the regular season. That was the last time they beat a playoff team which was, in fact, the Pittsburgh Penguins. But they've been slumping to end the year. The Penguins have been extremely hot. Crosby, it's very hard to bet against him, and I don't think Crosby's going to let the Islanders get two in a row on him. Yeah, I guess we have a little switch here as well. So I'm taking the Islanders in six, I think. I think they look good. They look solid. I did, they didn't finish the year hot, like we said, but Sorokin looks good in net right now. Um, if he stays healthy, I think they have a shot. 
they have Corey Schneider backing up right now, so I don't know where <laughs> my confidence is there. But uh, yeah, I think this is one of my riskier picks with the Islanders, but I think it'll be fun. The same with the Islanders, too. It, it, that's a good pick because they play that playoff hockey, right? That playoff style of hockey. They know how to... I feel like this is maybe there may be a team like the regular season maybe drags on for them. It kind of maybe gets repetitive or boring, and then they come when it matters, mm-hmm. and they can really buy into Trotz's system come playoff time. So I, I definitely could see the Islanders. This doesn't feel like a 1-4 matchup. I could see the Islanders taking this easy, too. So let's move on to the West Division. Sounds good. Who currently playing right now, Vegas and Minnesota. As good as Minnesota's regular season was – Personally, I don't feel that they have a chance. I think Vegas is going to mollywop them. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> I think I think it's Vegas in five. I'll give Talbot stealing them one game, but there's they're not getting anything more than that. Yeah, mine's basically the same. Uh, I might give them a little bit of hope. I'll give them the in six, but yeah, I, I don't think they really do have much of a shot. Especially right now, they're getting peppered in net, but. It's not like, don't take anything away from them, but they're in a tough division, so I don't really see them being able to come out of it. Yeah, you have to, even if you get through Vegas, you're playing one of Colorado or St. Louis, who, they're not fun times either. Um, they're, no, they're no slouches at hockey. I don't think Minnesota really can keep up with Vegas. I think Vegas is just too deep everywhere. And even if Flurry starts falling off, it's like, okay, get in there later, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Next series, Colorado and St. Louis. Well, what did you have for this one? This one's tough for me. I, I think Colorado's going to come out. Um, but uh, I it's hard to pick if it's going to be in six or seven games because it's going to be a battle. And I don't know. It, it really depends on if uh, Rantanen and Landeskog can keep up with McKinnon because he's usually the one carrying them in playoffs. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, give give some credit to those two man oh, Ranton was Ranton's a beast had a stellar year. year insane but yeah I think Colorado wins this I'm gonna say in six I'm gonna go six six games I have the exact same thing the Avs are just they're too scary too mm-hmm. scary good I think Saad they announced is gonna be back in the lineup too I think <laughs> the only question mark for me would be maybe in net uh, but Grubauer because it's all if Grubauer stays healthy right if he's healthy then they're favorites to win the cup but if he gets hurt, we saw last year when they had to rely on Hutchinson. Um, well. It can, yeah, it, it could hurt you. So yeah, I got the Avs in six. Tampa Bay versus Florida in the Central Division. This is, I didn't know this. This is the first time apparently that a battle of Florida is happening in the playoffs. I'm not surprised, That's it. but yeah, it's crazy. Like you know, Florida's always been the little brother to Tampa in, mm-hmm. of sorts. But I would have thought they would have at least met once yeah. back back in the day, but I guess not. So this is going to be pretty good. I don't know if you saw the last game of the season or the last like little series they had. Things were getting pretty intense. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like a playoff warm-up. I think this might have been one of the toughest series to call. Who do, who do you got coming out of it? I want to say Florida, but I'm going to take Tampa just because of who they are they have Stamkos and Kucherov that are supposed to be ready for game one and that's such a big morale boost for the team that's already so good and uh if Vasilevsky just is able to find himself like his playoff self again I think they I think they take this in probably six I uh, yeah I have Tampa in six as well people are saying uh Kucherov and Stamkos even if they're back they're not in 
mid-season form, but look at look at where they finished in the standings without Stamkos for what was it, almost 20 games, Kucherov the entire season. Your team does not get worse with those two players back in your lineup. No. And can, you um, don't forget about Stamkos coming back last year, not playoff ready and scoring his first shift. So it's like, don't act like he doesn't know what he's doing when he comes back. It, exactly. Like these are star players. You know, there's players that can ride on skill alone, and those are definitely two of them. And it sucks because Stamkos, he's always hurt. He's practically a band aid. It almost feels like, yeah. but um, people forget how good he is. And Florida's got some, you know, without Ekblad trying to contain those top guys along with point and the rest of the depth they have um it all i just don't think drieger can outmatch vasilevsky yeah. so yeah i've got tampa on six and now we have carolina and nashville uh i, I know already who you're picking but uh, how many games <laughs> guys this isn't this isn't even gonna be close okay <laughs> soros is gonna take he'll steal one he's been playing good but that's the this is Carolina versus Soros. Nashville shouldn't even be here. I'll just say that right now, okay? Carolina's winning this in five. Nashville is a pretender, I'll <laughs> say. And the Hurricanes are going to, they're going to mollywop them. They've just got four lines they can roll. Um, three pairs of D that are all great. I'm pretty sure they're healthy, entirely healthy from what I know, so... It's it's guys. This is gonna be embarrassing. <laughs> like Nashville is gonna, they're gonna get smacked. Yeah, um, I have the same thing. I I don't like picking sweeps. If this is the series to do it, I would. But I I do think Soros will still a game, same as you. So mine is also Carolina in five. Nashville's gonna get smashed, and it's gonna be great <laughs> because it's in their stupid Smashville, Smashville phrase, <laughs> and they're gonna get destroyed. I'm gonna love it. <laughs> All they have to do is just not act like they made the chant, and I would, I'd maybe even give them six if I felt like it, but <laughs> no, not going to happen. And finally, we move to the Canadian division. We've got Toronto versus Montreal. I've got, I'll be honest, if Gallagher and some of their players come back in the lineup, like Weber, if Price can maybe play good, I see Toronto, I see Montreal taking Toronto seven. I think Toronto will win. But I think it's going seven games. Fair enough. Bold statement. I look. Toronto has given me has given nobody any reason to have faith in them in the postseason. You know. Yeah. No, I I 100% agree. And they also they have that stigma with them, and they all carry it. And you see it every time they play in the playoffs. They know what's at stake, and it really gets to them. I'm going to take Toronto in the series, but I'm going to take them in six. I think they'll be able to do it. But I, I'm going to say Montreal like comes out strong, and Toronto has to rebound off of that. So, yeah, Toronto in six. Good thing we only have to wait a week so that we can get the uh, Vancouver and Calgary games out the way. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, best games of the year right now. No one no one wants to see them. <laughs> They're at like tw- they're at, in the afternoon, too. Nobody's watching. Yeah. No one's. I saw, tw- I saw a tweet today. It's... Uh, Thank God these boring. Can we get these boring playoff games off the TV so we can get to the real game of Vancouver and Calgary? <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. You know, Absol- absolutely. I like that you brought up the stigma with Toronto about how you can see it in their faces and stuff when they play in the first round, and it's in their head, right? It was the same thing with Washington and Pittsburgh mm-hmm. for years, and they finally got over the hump. And I think, I think Toronto's just 
this is why I think it'll go seven because I think they'll have that stigma in their head, but I think they're just too much better on paper than Montreal to not win. And lastly, Edmonton versus Winnipeg. Riley, who have you got? Oh, this one I think is one of the toughest to predict, to be completely honest, because it could go either. Really? Way. Like, it really depends with, like, if the depth uh, picks up in Winnipeg and you have Hellebuck playing how, how Hellebuck does, and if Edmonton still has McDavid and Drysettle absolutely like, lighting it up, which they will. So, uh, I'm going to take Edmonton, I think. Edmonton and six. We'll go Edmonton and six. You are giving a lot more credit <laughs> than I would have ever thought. I think I'm going Edmonton and five. I think, again, the only reason I think they take one is maybe either Hellebuck steals a game or Mike Smith drops the ball on one game. And knowing Smith, he'll come back with like back-to-back shutouts to follow it up. <laughs> Fair enough. It's not even going to be close. I think... If McDavid just keeps playing the way he has, that's all they need. It's the Crosby effect. Yeah. They lead around him. No, so, I don't, uh, don't disagree that that could happen, but yeah, I could see it. I'm, I'm calling Winnipeg's the Nashville of the North. It's not. <laughs> I don't even think these games are going to be close. All right, so that's round one. We will see how um, wrong we are. I guess, can we give cup, a cup prediction right now in case yeah, one of our early, teams goes out? Cup prediction. Who, who you got? Who you think's taking it home? This year, I'm going to go with Vegas at the moment. I think this could be their year to do it. I've uh, I've got their West counterpart. I got the Avalanche. I don't think okay. Nate Max getting stopped again. I think he's he's tired of going out in the second round. He wants he wants blood. Yeah, nice. Well, let's let's help one of those teams. I wouldn't mind either one winning, but yeah. No, neither would I. There's honestly there's a lot of teams I'm rooting for this year. Just to see them win, like I'd love Crosby to get number four. I think that'd be cool. I'd love to see, you know, the Islanders. I'd love to see win. I, there's a lot of teams, so it's gonna be fun. I'm so happy playoff hockey is here. You can like just watching, you can see the difference in play and why it's the the best tournament of the year. Hell yeah! When I was watching the Washington and Boston game yesterday. Even though there were only, I sent out a tweet about it, even though there's only 5,000 people in the stands, I don't think anything is better than hearing fans chant, ref, you suck again. I know. I, I, the commentators were talking about it the other day about how fans are great for everyone but the officials now. <laughs> yeah. They, they just hear it. So Exactly. Well, there you go. Those are our 2021 Stanley Cup first round predictions. Riley, I don't know if you had much else to talk about. It was kind of... A bit of a quieter week. It was more kind of gearing up for the playoffs and all that shindig. Um, what Got anything else for us? No, not much else. Um, we'll see what goes down this week. Uh, we got some very interesting series and then some not-so-interesting regular season games to finish up, and then we kick it off, and we're uh, basically in full tilt. So I'm excited. What do you mean non-interesting regular season games? <laughs> These mean everything. Yeah, if we are... lose, so we get a better draft pick. But no, we like to win these games, so the Canucks it... are uh, going to have fun, I guess. Let's get a draft pick in a draft where no one knows how good anybody is because we can't even scout watch. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, thank you all for listening. Have a great week, everyone. And we will see you next Sunday for episode number five. Take care, everybody. Peace out.